Let's celebrate the Word of God. Let's celebrate the Bible. Let's celebrate that we can open the Word of God in freedom. It is such a delight to be able to do that. Today, what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk with you. I'd like to have a discussion with you once again. I, I believe in doing the very best I can to allow the Word of God to speak for itself and to use the Word of God in its purity, in preaching and teaching and, and talking and sharing from the Word of God as purely as possible and as simply as possible. Today, what I'd like to talk about is don't rush. Don't rush. We live in a society that is always moving. And that is one of the things that has made this this COVID-19, this isolation period, this period of uncertainty, so hard on many of us, myself included. Let's, let's not exclude myself today. I'm on this journey. I tell people all the time, I'm on this journey of life with you. I'm in the trenches of life with you, and it's only by the grace of God, and I'm thankful for that grace that is a part of my life. I'm thankful for what Jesus has done in my life. And we celebrate that, but it's been difficult. Let's be real with each other this morning. I think we can agree that it's been really difficult to be patient and not rush. And my son Nathan yesterday, he was researching online, and uh, he had this purchase that, that he wanted to make online, and uh, he had been researching and researching and researching, and I was actually out doing some uh, some errands around town, and I received this text message from home, Dad, when are you going to be home? And I was driving at the time, and I didn't respond to the message, and then literally about five minutes later, I get, uh, Dad, question mark, question mark, question mark. And I knew that he was anxious for me to come home, but I didn't know at that time what he was anxious for me to come home about. And as soon as I got in the door, I had my, my groceries and the things that I was picking up, and, and he starts asking me questions. Dad, Mom says it's okay. Mom says it's okay. I want to buy this thing. Can you look at this thing? I want to, I want to make this purchase. And then we look at the computer screen, and we have a discussion, and he wants to order it. He wants to order it now. And, you know, I, I identify with that. A little bit, and I think if we, if we're honest with each other this morning, I think we all identify with with Nathan in some way or another. When we want something and we place research into it, and we we've, we've looked at it, we've looked at it, we've examined it, we've we've even imagined it as part of our lives, and we've already we've already made that that commitment in our minds, and then we we want it. And even when we purchase it online, we we somehow wish that we put that button online and then it would just appear. We don't like waiting. We, we, have, this, we have this inherent problem as human beings to wait. To wait for things. But how many know that sometimes those things that we wait for are often some of the most special things an important thing and meaningful thing in our lives. Which which begs the question, how much are we missing out on as people by rushing into things? 
instead of waiting. That's why this morning I want to I want to talk about this topic of resting. All of us, I believe, it's my conviction this morning that all of us, at one time or another, have asked God for something. You've asked God for something, and have had to wait on the end. And I think that what Nathan was experiencing, and what many of us have honest experienced, when we when we ask things from God, we have that similar experience. But we we ask and and we we expect it right now. And well, I believe that God does perform the miraculous. Well, I believe that that God does and can do things in an instant way. Most of the time, my experience has been, and perhaps you share this experience, that the things that we ask God for, we we wait. We wait. It's part of that, that journey. But there's no question that, that waiting is one of life's most difficult times. You see, the waiting room is the place where time stands still. And it seems as if progress has come to a screeching halt. I had my first dentist appointment this past week. After some of the COVID restrictions are being released, I was waiting on this on this appointment that, that I needed to have, and, and I was waiting patiently. And then I, I got to the waiting room, and I sat. And I sat. And I sat. And the worst of it for me was I couldn't have my phone. Time stood still. You see, we live in a society where everything seems to be, or at least we, we want it to be, instant. Instant popcorn. Instant soup. Instant Varieties of things. We could list several. But we've become a culture. We've become a culture where delays are just not accepted or tolerated. Most of us, if we're honest, are waiting for something. Right now, right today, at this moment in time, I believe that all of us, in some way, shape, or form, are waiting for something. Perhaps you're waiting and hoping that the conditions will change for the better. I am too. And we need to continue to pray on that note. We need to pray that the conditions will continue to change. And I also believe, just as we as we expand on this just for a moment this morning, I believe that we also need to be praying for one another and encouraging one another and not making a big deal out of little things. You know what, friends? It's really not a big deal to wear a face mask. I realize that there are some people who, who can't, and I'm not saying that, that we're, we're going to judge you or I'm judging you anyway, but you know what? Let's be real for a moment here, friends. It's really not a big deal. And I was struck this week, as with Heather, 
but I was struck in a different way, perhaps. And, and I was struck if people would put as much effort into encouraging people and pointing people to Jesus as they are about talking about the do's and don'ts or why they should or shouldn't wear a mask. Let me tell you, this world would be a much better place. But perhaps you're waiting. You're waiting on a job. You've been without a job for a period of time, and you're waiting for that job. You're waiting for that phone call or that text message or that email, and you're just you're holding. Every time you pick up your phone, is this it? Is this it? Is this the message that I've been waiting for? Or maybe you're ill. Maybe you're ill, and you're not feeling well, or you have a loved one who is ill, and you're you're waiting and you're praying for their the health to improve. Or perhaps as a, as a single person, you're waiting. You're waiting for that special person to come into your life. Or maybe you're waiting for your spouse or your child to become interested in spiritual things. Maybe you're, maybe you're waiting for your family members to make a decision for Jesus Christ. You see, friends, when we face delays, and this is where I want you to hear me this morning, when we face delays, no matter what those delays may be, when we face delays of any kind, it's easy to become discouraged. It's easy to, to venture into that discouragement part of our lives and become discouraged and want to give up on what we or what you are waiting for. Let me encourage you today. Don't give up. Don't give up. Remember today that God, the Bible says that God is never in a hurry. God is never in a hurry. But He is always on time. Think about that. God is never in a hurry, but He is always on time. And He will use your entire lifetime. Listen to me this morning. He will use your entire lifetime to prepare you for something great that He wants to do in and through your life. Your life may not be easy, but let me tell you, God will use it for His purposes. Let's look at the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. And let's look more specifically this morning at Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2. This is one of those Psalms that we often just know. If you've grown up in the church or you, you have any familiarity with, with the Bible of any way, you, you perhaps know this Psalm, Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2. And here we see in the Bible provides a lesson concerning being still. Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2 says this. The Lord is my shepherd. Now listen to the next part. I have what I need. I love those words. The Lord is my shepherd. Try to get this picture in your mind. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. And then the verse goes on. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet water. You see, there's something about these scriptures that just resonate with me. You see, the still waters that we're 
feeling and that we're picturing. Perhaps you picture this with me this morning. Those still waters are what Christ gives us when we place our lives fully in His hands, in God's hands this morning. And perhaps your world is just going crazy. Everything around you is just going crazy. What this is saying is that those still waters, even when your world is going crazy, Jesus can provide the stillness in your spirit and you, Jesus, that we need in our lives. It's all about Jesus. Sheep will not be at peace near rushing waters, but they will rise fearfully by still water. And that's where the good shepherd, that's where God is leading us to those still waters. To have that peace in our lives that only Jesus can give us. Let's look at the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalms once again. Psalm 105, verses 17 through 19. Psalm 105, verses 17 and 19. Let's check it out this morning. The Bible says here in this psalm, He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles. His neck was put in an iron collar until this time his prediction came true. The word of the Lord tested him. Friends, this morning, there is a trying word and a delivering word. And we must bear the one until the other comes to us. So, until God prepares you, He cannot send you out. It's that waiting process. And let me tell you this morning, let me encourage you that although the waiting process can be hard, although the waiting process can be painful, although it can be challenging, I mean, think about these words that we see here. He, they hurt his feet with shackles. I, I, there's pain there. There's pain. But even through the pain of life, we need to recognize that it's God preparing us. Our story. God preparing us. So, how to wait? Let's drop back into this, this principle this morning of waiting. First, resist worry. Resist worry. Abstain from anger. Be still and be patient. Resist worry, abstain from anger, be still, and be patient. Let's look once again, Psalm 37, beginning at verse 7. Psalm 37, beginning at verse 7, and listen to these words. The Bible says, be silent before the Lord and wait. We see that word wait. Be silent before the Lord and wait. But then we see something else, expectantly for Him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in his way, by the person who carries out evil plans. Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Do not be agitated. It can only bring harm. Friends, I don't know about you, but I am seeing a lot of agitated people around and about. 
You don't have to go very far to see agitation. And let me tell you something. Let me just remind you today that according to the Bible, being agitated is not a good posture to be in as a believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, I believe that being agitated and angry is just not a good place to be no matter what your belief is. But we just aren't meant to be angry and agitated. We just need to do our very best to be patient, to be forgiving, to be still. It's easy, friends. It's easy, friend, to say that we trust God. But our responses to delays, frustrations, and difficult situations exposes where we actually are placing our hope. Second, the first, resist worry, abstain from anger, be still, be patient. Second, Psalm 5, verse 3, and Job chapter 14, verse 14. Watch with an expectancy, but be prepared for the unexpected answers. That is why the Bible says in Psalm 126, verse 1, the Bible says, When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Friends, God manifests His surprising deliverances in the hour of our deepest distress. Let me read that again. God manifests His surprising deliverances in the hour of our deepest distress. Friends, that miserable, that uncomfortable, that painful silence that we somehow, and we sometimes, believe me, I've been there with you, where you're praying, you're believing for God, and all you seem to hear is crickets in the background. You feel as though God has, has abandoned you. Perhaps you feel that way right now. Let me encourage you that the painful silence sometimes is one of God's most powerful tools to produce your Story. Remember, God is never late. He's always on time. And that answer, that prayer that you're praying, whatever it is, keep believing and be patient because God is at work even when it appears that there is silence. Let me encourage you today. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus paid the price for our sin, for my sins. I'm thankful for what Jesus Christ did on the cross. The Bible says that He came to give life. He forgave my sins. And I would encourage you today to welcome Him, if you haven't already, into your life. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your Word. Thank You for the Bible. And Lord, today, I surrender my life to you. Just as we heard in the music earlier, I surrender all. I surrender my life. Lord, that's my posture this morning. That's our posture this morning. We surrender. I surrender. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Perhaps some of you pray in that prayer for the first time. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins and help me to live for you from this day forward. And Lord, I pray for those that are watching and gathering in this room, Lord, that 
as they go from this place today, that, Lord, that there would be an overwhelming sense of your awesome presence in their lives. And, Lord, I pray that you'll place a hedge of protection upon every home, upon every marriage, in Jesus' 